and gentlemen, we are here live and in color for episode four. My goodness. Thank you for all the positive feedback that you've had for us so far. I bet Brad's ass is really uh, moist from everybody kissing it so much. We really enjoy the uh, questions that you guys wrote in for the show also. But, uh, you know, this is episode four. Like I said, we are the Kickout Crew. I'm James L. Corai, and uh, welcome to the fun. But uh, enough about me, because it's not my show. Uh, I'm going to kick it over and see how the guy's week's been. Uh, all right, and uh, well up first, we're going to go with Mike. So, Mike, tell us all about your week, man. How you been? Man, I've been doing good. You know, another week at work, another week busting ass, another week here. Um, I did, though, you know, at the store the other day, and Devin was talking about his uh, Pepsi Nitro. I was sitting there. I was like, you know what? That might sound good. So I was sitting there looking down the aisle and everything else. I'm like, you know what? I'm not a Pepsi man. I'm going to go get my beer. And guess what I found? I found a middle height Nitro right there. <laughs> <laughs> this thing right here is awesome. Tastes just like a middle height. Don't really get you drunk, but it'll get you fucked up. So if you get in the store, grab you a middle height Nitro. Oh, that is too. Glad good. to hear that you've joined the nitro train, Mike. I, I need to chime in on uh, this whole nitro thing. I have to chime in because my wife keeps defending you, Devin. She keeps saying over and over again, it's a great product. I, don't, that's not the point. The point is <laughs> who gives a shit. That's the point is who gives a shit. Like I, I get it. Yeah, it's great, hun. I mean, why are you so off his ass about this? Devin, you and my wife should meet, you know? Maybe she'd milk you out. I don't know. It sounds, <laughs> sounds like, like a brilliant lady. <laughs> it sounds like a guy that's dedicating his life to this is us. I think that's fucking weird. But I mean, we're not getting on you about that. There we go. And we are, we have begun. You know, we got a good intro. Great, uh, great shit, Mike. We've got the Miller Nitro. I didn't know that that was a new flavor. I'll have to check it out uh, in stores. I'm actually going to, I have something to talk about. Speaking of drinks and everything, coffee. Coffee, I have an issue with, and I honestly think people that don't even really like coffee because they flavor it with bullshit like sugar, creamer, you know, you got your coffee mate bullshit with your hazelnut, your uh, peppermint mocha chocolata, you know, get you, get you, ya out of here. That's all I'm saying. You can lady, lady marmalade that shit down the street. You add, you add creamer, you add sugar, you add a flavoring. So does anybody really like coffee? That's what I'm getting at. You I like drink coffee. coffee? You flavor yeah, it I live on it. to make it good so you drink it? That's like no, me getting, I just, like... I just put cream in my coffee and that's it. No sugar or nothing. Why don't you just drink it's it plain? Well, let me ask you that. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you... Did you like beer the first time you had it? Well, yeah, but I don't... I, it's not like I grab a little, uh, you know, seasoning of fucking peppermint mocha and add it to my beer and drink it. Okay, I get but, you. But you probably added a lime. You probably added a line. You don't fruit the beer. That's one of the main rules of drinking beer. So you don't put you don't put lime in a Corona. You do not fruit the beer. I don't know if I stuttered uh, uh, when I said it. I you don't, don't fruit the beer. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Lime in a Corona is good. I bet or it is, Brad. <laughs> or how about hand sweat from playing beer pong? You guys sharing those ping pong balls? Our generation didn't play that, Brad. We didn't have to share them ping pong balls. They're playing beer pong. That's going to add some flavors to your beer. You play water, you play water cups. 
They use yeah, ping right. pong balls for other stuff now, but that's another story. <laughs> That'll add some flavor to you also. <laughs> <laughs> what about those pansies that would wash off the ball, though, and, and then use it again and throw it in the dirt? Just freaking use it, all right? Uh, who cares if it got a little dirt on it? A little dirt never hurt anybody. At our fraternity house, I have seen right. many an argument, many a fight, and many a broken window and punched holes in the wall <laughs> over beer pong. I'm <laughs> not see, kidding you. I've seen this party trick with uh, – never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. No, is it another <laughs> is it a ping pong story? Yeah, but uh this ain't the time of the place. Yeah, we'll save that for the bonus content. <laughs> the behind the paywall that we don't have. So speaking of porn, um <laughs> you know, I, I, something happened and uh, we were talking at work yesterday about something that happened in 1991. Now, Devin again. <laughs> Boy, -7. So you weren't around yet. <laughs> there was a guy named Paul Rubens. Does anybody know who Paul Rubens is? Oh, lordy, here we go. Pee Wee Herman. That's yes, Pee Wee Herman. Yes, sir. Pee Wee Herman. Mm -hmm. Pee Wee Herman yeah. in 1991 got arrested for masturbating <laughs> in a movie theater while watching a pornographic movie. Now, today, nobody goes to movie theater to watch pornographic movies because we can do that right from our very home on our phone, right? Perfect. So, well, back mm -hmm. then, you actually had to go to a movie to do this. Now, my question is this. If the fact that he jerked off in a movie theater, I have a problem with the guy that's not jerking off in the movie theater. Who is going for an hour and 20 minutes and enjoying the cinematography or enjoying the score? I, I mean, I have more questions for that guy that's sitting through that entire movie than I do for Pee Wee Herman. Right. So and is he is he eating popcorn? And what is the buttercream on said popcorn? Right. Is are there refreshments? Are there refreshments in this theater? Was this one like a little peep theater, or was this an actual theater? Because back in my day, there was actual theaters, and they actually had. So all right, getting back to that, there was a drive-in movie theater by my house. This is one of those drive-in movies that every year it had new ownership. So you know, one year it's family-friendly movies, and they were always double features, family-friendly. Okay, great. Next year, no one owned it. There were just tumbleweeds everywhere. Next year, double feature of pornographic movies, triple X, triple X. Now, who's driving in there? All right, so you're driving in, you pay your 10 bucks for the car load, and you're speaking of loads, and then you're going to park the car. So is anybody with you? Are you bringing some people with you, your wife? Are you bringing in a group? And are you really going to sit through two movies? Is there a lot of in and out here? Um, <laughs> Probably. I, I can't imagine. Here's your motto. Here was your motto. Give a load, get a load. <laughs> so, yeah, again, I, I can't imagine someone actually being there for three hours. I mean, did some people come in halfway through the movie? Did they say, you know what? I don't want to watch Edward Penis Hands. I'm coming for the second feature, which is the Flint Bones. The Flint Bones is more my speed, not Edward Penis Hands. And did they think about this ahead of time? No, I'm, this is what's happening. They're driving in and probably about 15 seconds. Now, all right, let's go 15 minutes. They had to park get themselves comfortable, you know, get themselves relaxed. 15 minutes they're out because really, what is the point after that? I, I can't even, I, I think so. What I, my point is this, Pee Wee Herman, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. But wasn't he watching Aladdin or something when he got called? I don't know what he was watching. I mean, I don't think that's the right movie to be doing that to. Jasmine is hot. Jasmine is hot in Aladdin. <laughs> and that is fine. She's no Jessica Rabbit. But she's up, she's top five. She's definitely top five. It's not Randy Orton by no means, is it? Devin, uh, Devin, sure. here's your pop culture question. Do you know who Jenna Jameson is? I sure do. You know I know. <laughs> I know who Jenna Jameson is. What about a woman named okay. Debbie? You know now, how about, how about, I'm going to ask you a little known male star, Peter North. 
No. Of course I know Peter North from Law and Order, Peter North, Mr. Big from Sex in the City, Peter North. Yeah, I think I know who it is. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> Look, I, all I know is Dallas, they, they do more than just have WrestleManias. And there's a woman named Debbie that's really, really known in Dallas. They had to raise money for the cheerleading squad. Supposedly. I've never seen it, but supposedly they had to raise some money. <laughs> Good movie. You and your lady money to watch it. I kind of want to hear Devin's take on this uh, porn theaters and drive-in theaters because like he watches shit on his phone and they don't really get out. Did you even know that these things existed? I had no idea that porn <laughs> was ever on a movie theater. <laughs> I was completely blown out of my mind out of that. That is that, that just seems like it's uh and I want to make a disclaimer. Watched at home. I want to make a disclaimer. We are not taping on the same day, even though Devin keeps wearing that shirt. So we are not filming on the same day. He's always that's his official kickout crew shirt. So don't think we're shortchanging you. We're bringing you new content. That's true. Yeah, and that's a new can of Pepsi Nitro that he has to product yeah. placement on all of our shit that he does. <laughs> So yeah, I, I mean, next, if it's possible, is that a cool? What's that? Can I go next? Is that a cool? Yeah. You're up. Up next, we got Adam from Abama, Mister Two Pods. What's up? Two Pod Bama, baby. Two Pod Bama, big time. But yeah, go ahead, baby. Uh, Take it away. Just, just real quick, you know, this ain't nothing like last week. This one thing, you know, when you're trying to record stuff and you have animals in the background the whole time. And you can't really, you know, like dogs and stuff barking in the background and put a muzzle on shitheads. That was me. <laughs> I'm just aggravating my kids. I just holler at them. <laughs> I got to muzzle my kids. Y'all hear my kids? I muzzled them 20 minutes ago. So we're good. We're good. Yeah, I got cats. I don't have any dogs, so they stay pretty quiet too. <laughs> Is that your, is that what we're talking about? Is that it, Bama? No, I'm just yeah, I'm just aggravating Mike. I'll go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We tried to make sure we were supposed to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, exciting stuff from the guys. We'll check back in a little later with them. But first, we're, let's talk about uh the NXT Takeover uh six man was it North American Championship inaugural inaugural. And there was a lot of inaugural debuts in this too, which we will get to. But that being said, it was NXT TakeOver New Orleans, April 7th, 2018, at the Smoothie King Center in Nolens, baby. New Orleans, Louisiana. Great city. Love partying there. Bourbon Street's amazing. Hand grenades are awesome. Big-ass beers. The cup says big-ass beers. You know, I've been left there a time, so it's, uh, I've been, it's a really fun time. That being said, the attendance at the Smoothie King Center that night was uh, 13,955 people. Pretty good uh, attendance, I do say. Meltzer gave it uh, five stars for those of you who want to justify a match rating by a guy that never wrestled, I guess. Uh, but, you know, that being said, that's a little intro to the match. And uh, we'll kick it to the real star of the show, Brad Sutton, to uh, guide us through this match. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, Brad? James, let's, um, even though, yes, you are kicking it to me. And, man, I do appreciate that. And I appreciate all the fan support out there as well. Uh, Adam, you did pick this match. So is there anything you want to talk about before we get started? Well, just, um, just a quick lead up. There actually wasn't much of a lead up at all to this one. 
Um, it was just basically like a week or two before the actual match, uh, William Regal announced that they're going, they're going to do the inaugural NXT North American Championship, but it was going to be a six-man ladder match. And by that time he announced it, EC3 come out. So EC3, it was uh, one of his first times coming out on NXT. And then, uh, you know, he don't show out his 1% EC3, but uh, misused. Anyway, but um, right. right after that, he announced that Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, and the debuting Ricochet will be in that match. So that wasn't much of a lead up, but that's all there is to it. So let's, uh, you know, I know this is a big crash and burn match. We, we know that. It's a lot of spots. Everybody's trying real hard. I keep looking over at it because there's always something going on over there. But I, what's most important, I mean, what's really crazy to me in this is who's in it and who's not here anymore. Uh, anybody here uh, uh, Anybody here think that EC3, let me kick it to, uh, to you, Mike. Was EC3 one of the biggest misses in WWE history? Yeah, I think they could have done a lot with him. But, I mean... He had to do some more too. I don't think he had. He, I don't think he put it all in there for them so to want the charisma, to get to. Him. You're saying the charisma wasn't there, the look was there, but maybe the charisma wasn't there. Yeah, maybe there's something missing. I don't. I can't really put my finger on it, but there was just something missing, which I didn't really know him until he came into WWE. Like I knew of him, didn't watch a lot of his stuff, but <clears throat> I don't know. I think he was missing something. Maybe he wasn't there in his head for it, or what it is. Was- I don't know. It was his dick work, that's for sure. He had no charisma. He had the body, he had the moves, but he didn't have the stick. I agree with that to a point, but there's a point, there's a part in his match that I thought it was pretty, what he did was pretty awesome. When him and Adam Cole were working together a little bit, and then he says, hey, hold on a second, Adam's like, what, what? And he does the EC3, baby! Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a uh, pretty clever, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't watching NXT at this time and yeah, me too. I didn't know a whole lot about him before he got to, uh, until he got to the main roster. And then when I see him on the elevator fighting for the hardcore championship or the 24 seven championship, you know, it's a, uh, you're going down as that's, uh, that's the end of the road for you. When you start just getting thrown into those matches. This was but, his second round on NXT. He, he, he was actually, I think his name was Jason Bateman. When the NXT yeah. originally started, he had this curly Great hair, name. and he Good was actor. with uh, Daniel Bryan and the and the twins. Okay. <laughs> There's one thing I recognized at the beginning. There was so much anticipation for the fight. The crowd was chanting, "This is awesome!" Before the fight even started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how hyped this was of a kickoff match, and the NXT takeovers were all great. I wish they would bring those back. I went to the one in Phoenix Royal Rumble weekend, and it was better than the Royal Rumble. They got to get back to doing that. And ho- hopefully now that the pandemic's over, they can do that because those are awesome. So one thing that's happened uh, that's happened on NXT is they've been bringing back these titles and pay-per-views that were from old WCW. And um, I guess that would be uh, Triple H, uh, his uh, – you know, he enjoys that, that the history of wrestling and, and gives props where props are due. Josh, what does the North American championship mean to you? Not a damn thing. It's like well, the you're, Western. You're old like me, so I thought maybe you the, care. Yeah, I, no. I picked you, since you guys didn't send any questions this week, do you want me to ask? No. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it was like the Western Heritage States championship. I, I didn't like any of those side championships. Uh, 
I only really focused on the world champion the, and TV champ and the tag champ. Well, what's the difference between that and, and, and the TV champ or the television champ? Like, what's the difference between that and the North American champ? What, what's the difference? Uh, just the way they brainwashed us, the way they communicated it. You know, I, I hardly even remember the North American championship. I can remember the U.S. championship, but now name. Uh, okay. Okay, Brad, name your top three North American championship uh, champions prior to NXT. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> exactly. You can't even remember who they are. That just shows the significance of the belt. Now, I thought maybe you'd know because you're no, a, I don't. You're an old nope. head like me, and I thought maybe you would uh, have some kind of favorite. I can't even name one. I, I'll just guess one. Ronnie Garvin. You're probably right. I'm going to look it up, though. So. I'm Googling it so you can tell I'm cheating. <laughs> so someone else I want to talk about in the match is Lars Sullivan. Um. Lars Sullivan had a lot, you know, he, he was coming in with the, uh, the Southern Bell in WWE. They were advertising them both at the same time. She's still there. He had uh, a laundry list of problems. Uh, first, it was anxiety and he couldn't make well, I mean, it. He was a movie star, so he wasn't going to make it, you know, that long in the business. He, you know, had some movies to do. Well, you know what his movie, you know what his problem was? His name was Mitch Bennett in those movies. What is that? How about, you know, <laughs> Dirk Diggler? That was a great name. Mitch Bennett. That was his second name in NXT also. Lars Sullivan was. He come out as something else at the beginning and it just didn't work at all. He's a throwback to me. Um, I look at him and I, I think of, you know, like, like a monster wrestler from uh, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. But he didn't quite, he didn't quite make it. He also made some racist comments, um, I guess, between 2008 and 2013, it says. So that was long before this happened. Uh, have you guys seen him pop up anywhere else, or is his career over? I think it's over. I've seen it over. Yeah, I, I mean, he hasn't. Yeah, it's over. Well, Devin, what did you think of his work <laughs> in this match? I, uh, I I was honestly surprised with Lars Sullivan. Um, he's a big guy. He reminded me of uh, A Train or Albert, like kind of the same like move set and the way they move. Um, covered in hair as well, so that helped. But uh, I. I like Lars. I think that if uh, if he could have controlled himself, he might have actually been able to get a push with a manager or something. I agree. I think that he <laughs> had everything going for him, yeah. and then, uh, well, he, he like they say, you got to let yourself get in the way of your your success. Now, again, another guy, Velveteen Dream. Awesome. Velveteen Dream. Has never, but he has never been convicted of anything, but it is allegedly accused of messing around with underage children. Uh, well, any children's underage, but under under a certain age. Uh, but nothing ever has been proven. And again, he has not shown up in the wrestling business. He is only 26 years old right now. Damn. He was 22 right here. Yeah. So this guy had all the, again, someone that had all the potential in the world, all the talent in the world. Um as an in-ring performer, Bama, did you watch? Uh, well, see, even before this match, he uh, he actually got uh, rivalry of the year. I think it was this year with Alistair Black. So even before this match, he has just he's been great as far as an in-ring performer. Uh, he's just gotten his own way. That's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of these guys. They just get in their own damn way. True. Uh, of course, we, but you know what? We don't want to get later on in this match though. He hits this awesome elbow drop that I really have to point out. Yes, yes, he did. It, he, like you say about getting in his own way, don't you feel, though, um, I'm going to kick it to you on this, Mike, 
that someone needs to be convicted first before <laughs> before they uh, get canceled for the rest of their lives? Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm, especially if he's you know he's not convicted, nothing like that. But it's WWE, so if they have anything going on, they're going to kick him out for it. And we all know about Enzo. Um, Enzo again, another example of someone that had everything going for him, and then their reasoning, I believe. And James, you're a big Enzo and Cass guy, right? I, I like the intro for sure. I like the talk, you know, the intro and the talking. I mean, come on now. I love it. Tease that. Yep. Soft. Soft. I, <laughs> I still think Enzo can can make a comeback to the to a bigger stage eventually. Um, but at the same time, why do you think WWE doesn't get these guys help or try to figure out a way to um, prove their innocence or why just let them go? How does that help them? Doesn't it make it look? I like think they just want their name out of it. They, just, they don't want to be part of it at all. Because what if they do try to help them and they are guilty? Always remember they did a Benoit tribute show. Always remember that. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about here. Because they I'm have been made a fool <laughs> with that one. Do you think, it, James? Do you think it goes back to that? I think, yeah, I think they do a great job of distancing themselves from any like, hey, if you're innocent, cool. If you're guilty, get the hell out. But you figure that shit out on your own, and then, you know, once the steam kind of dies down and your name's out of circulation, we'll bring you back to a huge pop. We'll change your name before you come back anyway. That's what we do anyway. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, that won't ever happen. I will compliment the WWE on this. They, they paid for Double J's rehab. I mean, mm -hmm. he's made that very well known. He wasn't even part of the – he was just in a backstage role. If you mean something to him, they'll take care of you. Correct. But if you're not proven – hit the bricks and and with regard to the charges i agree with you mike but you know i think wwe would have done their due diligence in investigating this and sometimes you know uh it's not their responsibility to bring it to the authorities maybe they just know that he did it and you know hush hush and he's not coming back he would have been brought back by some company i mean yeah. mexico china anywhere he's not wrestling anywhere so sometimes uh you know, just the fact that you know something is justice enough. That's true. And see, uh, another thing too, though, if they did go out and were innocent and they came back, you always got those people that remember what happened. So that's always going to get out there. And now in Twitter world, you know, it's never going to go away. Every time he shows his face in WWE, it's going to come up. But movie stars do And Enzo, Enzo now, I mean, I seen a picture of him recently and he's jacked. <laughs> like he's huge now. So, I, was I mean, he's busted open. He's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he seems like like cool, like cat and everything. But it's just they won't bring him back because they have it. You have your smart fans that are always trying to bring back the past. His name's tainted. Doesn't matter what he does, it's tainted. And Josh, you triggered something with me there, though. I'm sorry, Devin. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to add in on the Enzo talk. I think Enzo could honestly be a like a big factor in AEW. Did you hear the other day when uh, William Morrissey was facing? Uh, who did he face? Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow. Yeah. Yeah, the fans. Everyone was in the champ. Half of them were chanting, we want Enzo. The other half was chanting, no, no we, we don't. don't. But <laughs> everyone was reacting. Similar to Cody, John Cena. Doesn't matter. Everyone was talking about him. That's true. Yeah. And Josh, you made a really good point. The WWE will help who they want to help. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember at Grill and JR, it was around Christmas time about China. 
it was the one where Conrad and JR got into it. And they got into it because nobody helped China through these problems. And and JR was, he didn't know what to say. Yeah. Because basically what Conrad, and I'm sure you guys all remember, was saying was, you guys didn't want to help her because of her relationship with Hunter or Triple H. You didn't want to help her. And he said, you saying we should have helped her? He goes, damn right you should have. Damn right you should have. And, you know, they just, they, they can't decide. Uh, they have they have to be consistent. They are a corporation. You got, there should be well, Yokozuna. They sent him to how many like diet programs and all this bullshit. They helped. Right. They did it at least two or three times. And the drug rehab, I believe, is different than what these other guys have been accused of. I mean, when you have a self-admitted drug rehabilitation, you know, something that some of us have been through that, you know, Kurt Angle has been real open with his, you know, they helped him to a couple of times. So I think if it's more or less, if it's a drug rehab, that might be one thing. But some of the stuff these other guys are, are accused of, they're like, wait a minute, whoa, there's no helping you. Let's get, get you away from us before it comes back by us in the ass. You know, what's funny, though. Lars Sullivan being in a porn is bad, but uh, I bet you a few of the ladies might have been in a couple of porns as well. I'm sure that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Anyway, fine. I didn't expect this to go here, guys. I, I yeah. had no idea. We were I will say, uh, I want to point out something. I don't know if any of y'all noticed it. But I noticed it every time I watched this match. And I remember when I watched it live, I noticed it. Did Lars Sullivan shit his pants? I don't know about that. You said that to me earlier in the group chat. I had did no idea. Watch, I, did you watch the match? I don't look. I guess I wasn't looking There's at There's a protuberance in his backside. And it's really, you can notice it. You're watching it right now. I think he shit his pants. I'm watching it right now, too. I'm trying to look. Watching it right now, talking about mental health. Yeah, <laughs> rocking deuces in the wrestling ring. That won't affect your mental health, you know. I got a good view of his ass right now. Man, it's some nice. I, I, I the elbow drop from Velveteen Dream. No, he has not. So, all right. Well, once he climbs that ladder, you will see. I think he shit his pants. I'm not, I'm not wrong on this. You'll see it. I'll get us a timestamp if I see it. I will say yep. Killian Dane makes me miss sanity. I thought Sanity was a really cool uh, faction thing, even when they got, you know, called up for, you know, a one-month run, and then <sighs> everything went to shit with all of them. The tremendous faction. WWE's not in a factions right now. I know they're creating a new one right now with Edge. Um, but really, if you look at all the, the AEW factions, what is there, 30? And there's three in the WWE? Factions make the world go round in wrestling. Uh, they, they build characters. They, they, they build it within. I mean, Randy Orton may not be Randy Orton without, without Evolution. Um, DX, I mean, every one of those guys, uh, you still can't stop, stop talking about DX. Uh, NWO, like, and it, well, the Undisputed Era at around this time, Undisputed Era. Yep, Undisputed Era. It was fantastic. And of and course, they, your, the wingman. Wingman. When, they, uh, when Adam Cole made his entrance, did you see Britt? They did yes. a crowd shot. Yeah, I forgot like, to mention. Was she working there then? I don't know. No. So they just showed her. She's like, "Woo!" Front row was what it is. Well, she probably had known. You know, she's probably known around there, and the cameraman probably knows who she is. I do have a question though. Do y'all think Adam Cole was better here than he is now in uh, AEW? You think he's used better here? Yes, I do. And I specifically I here. That's a little early to tell, but moving forward as his NXT run, most definitely he was a bona fide superstar with NXT. He, he I think really most of them. I think most of them NXT are better than. Sorry, I think most of them NXT are better in NXT than than when they come to the main roster. Because to me, back especially back then, NXT was like the college of 
wrestling or the WWE. So they're wanting to come up to the main event or the main roster. So I think they're busting their ass. They're working 10 times as hard to get up there. And then once they get up there, they just, you got Vince McMahon right there. And now it's all the shit. But even with him yeah. being in AEW, he looks better in NXT than he ever did in AEW, I think. Josh, what were you going to say, man? I'm sorry. I forgot. I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I forgot. So man, my bad, this week, and we can't get him to say nothing. So, you know, let's talk about the match a little bit, though. I mean, there's not a lot to say. I mean, it's a tremendous match. There's a ton of spots. Devin, was there any spot in particular that jumps out at you the most? Um, yeah, there was a few big spots. I really liked uh, Lars, honestly. He had a few big slams through the ladder. Or he was utilizing like a – it was kind of like a rock bottom, but he was under the arm, like under the guy's arm, and slamming him down. He did that three or four times, and they're pretty big. I really liked Adam Cole's super kick party where he kicked everyone's head off right before he tried that to That was right after the EC3 Bay Bay thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right yeah, after Yeah, that. I believe so. Yeah, I, I honestly, it was a spot fest. I loved it. I'm glad you I liked, mentioned that. Go ahead, Josh. I liked it when they made that bridge along the announcer's table, and they, they kind of mimicked each other and did that, like, back suplex, and they boom, all three of them, and they broke the ladder, and then the next group did it next to them. That was physical. That was it. That that was my favorite spot of the match. I like the super kick party for, and, I, and it brought me back to another thing with JR, with the slapping of the leg. And I'm going to tell you why I'm bringing this up. I saw it. I saw it. I thought mm -hmm. he hit it very well, though. And it, it all comes down to this. You got to make the noise because you're not really kicking him. <laughs> but it's all about the camera work and how he does it. And I thought he did great with it. it is it perfect when you're going to sit in the front row? Of course it's not. But as for TV, I thought he did a great job with it. Um, James, what about you? What was your favorite spot in the match? Uh, well, a lot of my uh, – I kind of get down with the intros and the crowd. Like, that's the shit that really gets me, the pops, you know. Obviously, there's a bunch of really good uh, move sets in here. There's definitely a lot of ladders and people stacking shit on top of ladders. I will say, uh, I'll start with, I guess, the uh, intros. Uh, ricochet is a deafening intro when that dude comes out. They were legit ready for some Ricochet. And I think the, the like, the bullet thing and the one and only, they did a really good job presenting him to make his, I guess, I think it's his first match, quote, quote. Go ahead, coach. I was just going to say, Marco Ronaldo, I think that's his name. I miss that announcer. He had a great line in the closer to the end. He goes, this match is going to be for the man who gets the most infinity stones, but he's got to have it, some in, stones in his pants. I mean, he, he was just, he was on with his lines. I mean, I, I miss that guy. He's someone that had a movie made about him, about his anxiety and his bipolar. So, uh, yeah, he's, he doesn't – I think he just says UFC now, but he was great with NXT. Did the right guy win the match? Probably. Yes. I agree. Now um, – yeah. You got to talk about the Killian Dane Vader bomb with yeah. Adam Cole on his back onto a ladder on top of Velveteen. Fantastic. Once again, Killian but Dane I wanted, Vader I want to know why Adam Cole pretended like he was hurt. He was the one on top. Yeah, that should be – why are you knocked out? Shit, you guys. Exactly. That's a, that's a power spot right there. You're like, fuck yeah, everybody's down. 
Coach, you think sometimes things just move too fast and no one knows what they're supposed to be doing after a while? <laughs> like, this stuff's crazy. It's like, wait, oh, wait, I wasn't the recipient of that move. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. I wonder sometimes. Like, it's in the moment. Like, I say bullshit in the moment here. Last week, I talked about turnips commercials on here. I, I have never seen a turnip commercial in my entire life, so I don't know why the hell that came out of my mouth. But, you know, like, so I can't imagine being in the ring in front of all these people and, you know, you got to sell, 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 sell. I, that's what I'm thinking. I just think he messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he messed up. Well, Ricochet starts with a shooting star press to the outside of the ring, and I believe that's his very first, like, move. To do, do you think Ricochet's NXT? verbal skills are that bad that they, they can't elevate him to the next level? Do you think it's I, that bad? I don't get why. There's a lot. See, there's a lot of missed opportunities. This whole match is filled with missed opportunities. It is. It. it is. Literally everyone on here could have been a bona fide superstar. Every single one of them. I didn't even hate it when Killian Dane was – uh, a tag team. Uh, who was the little guy, the five foot four guy? He did the uh, he did the the diving uh, bump, and the announcer goes, "Tom Banks said because I remember <laughs> was like, "No fucking way!" He did say it. So uh, who's that, Ronaldo or whatever? Yeah, yeah. He when Killian Dane dives outside onto Lars like through the ropes, you hear it slightly. Topay Suicida, and he's like, "He just got with a suicide dive." He covers it up the second time he repeats it. Which I the thought was awesome. Exceptional. The announcing is exceptional. Uh, I, I like the announcing. And uh, that Mario guy, to me, he seems like a Jim Ross and Joey Styles mix <clears throat> for how he calls things. That's who he seemed like to me. I like the intensity. Where did Ricochet come from before this? Where this was his first match? Does anybody know? Ring Japan. of Honor. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Japan. Yeah, because it was him and Will Ospreay just had an amazing match right. with each other. So my favorite spot of the match is when they're pushing the ladder backwards and Ricochet's on the ladder and he turns it into a move and does a flip yeah, off the top of the ladder outside the ring on everybody else. Incredible. Ricochet is incredible. Mm-hmm. He is an incredible athlete. He, he, One he and only. Risk, but he's up there with Matt Hardy. He's up there with Darby Allen as taking crazy risks. He should be in that conversation all the time. I, I know he doesn't maybe have the charisma that they want. But, you know, I, I, I think that, like I said, it missed opportunity. It His risks helped. aren't going through tables and ladders and bullshit like that. His risks are, they seem more, you know, they're not like extreme, like uh, throughout his career, I guess. He's not known for like doing these flips onto tables and shit. He just does them like outside to a group or he has some crazy shit inside the ring. The other guys just beat the fuck out of themselves with, you know, ladders and tables. Ricochet is known like for, a mis- he's like a Ray Mysterio type of thing. Ah, like they're known for those good, moves. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're known for the moves that are really good and technical, and they do them so fast that when they stop, that's when the crowd's like, oh, my God, yes! <laughs> that's how good they are. So you, you can't react to it because it's so badass, and then when they stop and pause, then you lose your shit. And then Ricochet lands on his feet, too. He lands yeah. on his feet. Awesome. And then JR hates that. JR hates that so much. <laughs> When I talk about JR, I mean Jim Ross, everybody. Everybody at home, you non-wrestling fans are tuning in for the first time. We appreciate you. Jim Ross, Hall of Fame commentator, one of the greatest of all time. Can't stand me, but he is the greatest, and I I always show him his respect. He hates every one of my questions I ask, every one of them. (laughs) So uh, does anybody have anything else on this match? Because like I said, it's like like a car crash. And and everybody did great. Everybody did excellent. Uh, I like Velveteen Dream in this. His personal life, that's a shame. Um, I, I, of course, I'm not on board with that, but man, what a, what a great athlete. Everybody looked good. Anybody else have anything else on this? Have match? you got to the end of the match yet? 
I about where three. Lars Sullivan has shit his pants. I, you know what? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard to look. I mean, you were talking about getting your butthole shaved, and you were talking about this is us and getting fucked by all these dudes, but you can't. You can't look at somebody who may have shit his pants. Like you that's where we funny. draw the line with Brad. Who has had children, shit. change diapers, but oh. I did have a colonoscopy this week. You know? There you go. Um, Your ass has been kissed <laughs> and, uh, you know, inserted. But Lord, heaven forbid, we look for doo-doo in someone's trunks. Get the hell out of here. How did that go, Brad? Oh, that was tremendous. You got penetrated by a camera, didn't you? Uh, what would you say? <laughs> Did you get penetrated by a camera? Did it go through all like two miles of your intestines? Apparently, I did, but it was uh, I was under the the under the knife. I was under, I mean under. Oh, they took you to dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a hell of a dentist office. I mean, I, I <laughs> it was a really nice time. Really nice time. You ever want you know good cleaning out? I suggest uh, a colonoscopy for everyone. Okay. Oh yeah, Dulcolax for a day, and then you shit so much you turn pale, like you got jaundice. And then you go to the doctor and uh, they shove a camera in your ass, which I'm joking. I make all these jokes. I'm 36. So next time I go to the hospital for a checkup, hey, James, your turn. Is Coach Killian in the car? Dane? Killian no, Dane? I'm not here. Okay. <laughs> Killian Dane this match. He really takes care of Adam Cole in that big bump. They did. If you'll watch, he tucks Adam Cole's head under his arm and really protects him. When he when they drive drive each other through that ladder, so I was just wanted to you know. Hope. I saw that too. He tucked it under his arm. Yeah, and he really protected him before the yeah. head him. So Gillian Dane is such an underrated uh, wrestler. He needs to be somewhere. True. He's not anywhere right now. Not that I know of. I think he's doing indie work right now. So. Yeah, probably. That's where it's at. Right. Everybody can do their own thing. Anyway, I'm ready to button up this match. If you guys are ready to move on, unless you have anything mm-hmm. else. Adam Cole wins the inaugural North American Championship. Baby. So and he does it in 31-16, which the seeing threes and ones and sixes close together like that with the colon kind of gives me a little like a, you know, glass shattering effect of uh, my boy. Stone Cold! But I thought maybe we could do a would you rather. Anybody uh, on par for that? Oh, yeah. Go for it, Brad. It's your show. <laughs> So, would you rather? Now, this is an easy one for me, but the rest of you gentlemen, you have a, you have, a, you have more of what I, more of that than I have. Would you rather have a mullet for a year, or be bald for six months? And I don't mean this bald. I mean you have to have the hair on the sides and in the back. The old With man. The mean gene. Yes, the mean gene. Hey, so I, I have that. I had that, so watch. Not it. yet, not yet, Josh. You're, you're, you still got something to hold on to there. Is there money involved in this? Like, there's no money. <laughs> you have to make a choice because uh, it was told that's, to you. It's either this or six months. I'll do the six month thing. I'm in six Alabama. Roll it all day. I'm in Alabama. I could get by with it. Ain't no big deal. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I got I'm, good I'm, hair, I'm, man. It grows strong. It's really thick. It curls when it gets a little length. Like, I'm known for my hair. Obviously, I'll post a picture, my senior picture, uh, rock and fro in that. So, yeah, I'll do the six-month thing. That way I can let my hair grow back. All right, so you're going to be bald for six months. If I, I'm not going to rock a mullet for a year. Why not? Because it's too it's hot as fuck. So you'd rather go old man bald. You'd rather go mean gene bald for a year. You're still single, buddy. You okay, I, so I what is the mullet? Is the mullet going to get me pussy? Cause, it's uh, going to get you pussy. It may not be the <laughs> right pussy. It may not be the <laughs> right not. pussy, but it's pussy. Okay, I don't. Good. 
Well, okay, actually, in Florida, if I rock that mullet, I will get the pussy that I do not want that's doing like bath salts and shit like that. I was thinking about growing my hair in on the sides again and going you with weren't the thinking about, You were thinking about gluing hair to your head. I wasn't growing? thinking about it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> All right, I didn't think about anything. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I would 100% go with a mullet for a year. Well, you're halfway I can just throw on a hat. I might have a mullet right now, and you guys don't even know. True. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a mullet. I would have a pretty sweet mullet, though, because once it starts to grow a little bit and it curl real nice, it would look dirty as shit, though. Like, I had a mullet in fifth grade when I still like had Like Cajun it. dirty. I actually uh, manscaped like, in the shape of a mullet. So I'm used to having one. <clears throat> all right. I'm gonna we all know you're about the business in the front and party in the back. I love that <laughs> line so much. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Mike, you're a go with the mullet too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with mullet. All the kids around here are rocking a mullet around this town. <laughs> oh, so, so it's still it's still 1985. <laughs> yeah, it's in style around here, so they have a mullet is coming. I'll rock the mullet. I'll, I'll hang out with the young kids for a little while. You still got Millie Vanilli on the radio there. Yeah, yeah Millie Vanilli. Yeah, they right. got fucking like Neil McCoy and Randy Travis and Alan Jackson. Yeah. You know, look at Devin. Devin's so lost when you said Millie Vanilli. He's like. Hmm? <laughs> the only one I knew was Alan Jackson. <laughs> You've never heard of Millie Vanilli? Oh, I, they're the ones that like uh, pretended to be actual singers, right? Yeah, um, you've seen yeah, them. There you go. There you go. See, see, Devin knows. Devin knows. Blame right, it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, one more. Uh, well, two more, but one's an easy one. So, so this is the other. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather always have bo and not? No, or would you rather always smell BO on everybody else? I'd rather smell BO on everybody else because you'll become immune to it. But if uh, if it's on you, you're gonna repel people. Yeah, there ain't no pussy with a BO, man. It, <laughs> there ain't no getting no women with uh if you be stanking. And plus, plus if you can smell the BO on somebody else, and you can smell a chick before you uh, you know partake in her, and you can smell her, and if she got that very scent, true. you can back off. Yeah, that is a smart, smart answer, Coach. Yeah, that is a smart, smart answer, and you answered it very quickly. Very well done, well done. What do you think, well, Mike? It's like they say though, uh, smell think... it at the belly button, turn around. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I think I can get used to the smell too. I mean, because if everybody else smells like it, then everybody else smells like it. That's just everybody else's smell. Now, in France, they yeah. don't wipe their ass, right? They don't shave their armpits and they don't wipe their ass. Everybody got used to that. Wow. Apparently. What that's, about you, Doug? my deal, but okay. <laughs> hey, everything's your deal, you know, if you get used to it. What's normal? <laughs> Devin, what about you? You agree with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Coach on this one. All right. For sure, would rather smell it than everyone else than Adam? smell it like it myself. Yeah, I'm down down with that because I was always told if it smells like cologne, you better leave it alone because they're hiding something. Yeah, they've they've been there and back, right? Yeah, if you got stank nuts, it's really hard to you know fuck bitches with stank nuts. And then I got one more easy one. Would you rather sip gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with the Rock? Come, Come on, on. Dewey, we on? Let's it's show Dewey it all day. Are you kidding me? If you smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe I even saw it. I'm like, what is all day? <laughs> all right. Maybe not as good as my F. Mary kills, but it'll do for now. What do you got, James? 
Could you it's imagine show, being buddy. part of the Rock's entourage? Jeez. <laughs> How fucking awesome would that be? Just like the 25th dude in his entourage is still getting like top of the line treatment. I I was, you know, I was going to go a certain other way with that statement, but I left it there. I wish I could wear a sweater and look that good in it, you know? At the, at, at the Super Bowl, guy has a sweater <laughs> on. He's freaking just busting out of it. <laughs> Come on, man. Get it. You're hot. You got like, it. Like, his <laughs> arms are bigger than, like, like, I'm fat, but his arms are as big as my, like, gut. <laughs> you know, like, he's huge. That dude's you fucking massive. Young Rock? You watch the Young Rock? I have not, but I've heard a lot of good things. I love. I it. know it's on your. Uh, what, does it come on before or after This Is Us? Is that why you watch it? I, I have watched night. It. Yeah, I, I give her This Is Us, and I get Young Rock. That's that's a give and take that you do, and you get. My you know, and uncle really- actually watch Young Rock, and they're not even wrestling fans. They love it. No, they it's fucking great. love it. It's great. It's a good show. I like it. Devin, me and Erica, we actually been to Young Rock earlier today. <laughs> Got all caught up on it. Nice, Devin. That sounds like a very romantic afternoon. Right? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Devin, the youngest one here, but for some reason not a bachelor, uh, is there anything you would like to discuss, and how's your week been, bro? Oh, my week's been great. Uh, what I want to discuss for Devin's demographic of the week is the New York Yankees are back. Slugging a bunch of home runs, first in the league right now. Oh, man, it's fun to watch. I don't know who else is a baseball fan in this, but I don't know. I love the Yankees. I've been watching them my whole life. All right. I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Oh, of course you I are. can't tell you how much I hate the Yankees. Um, but I don't hate any player on the Yankees. I just hate the team, just like I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I hate the Cowboys, but do I hate anybody on the team? No. Oh, you're cute. See, I hate, I hate all of the Eagles and all of their players. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, Fletcher Cox went to Mississippi State. He gets a pass. I listen. But he's yes, a son of a bitch to play against because he's really, really good. My, <laughs> so it's kind of a, you know, catch 22. My dad Speaking of 22, Emmett Smith, go ahead. My dad talks about it all the time. He's like, yeah, I hate the Yankees, uh, Brad, but I love Mickey Mantle. I love Yogi Berra, and I love Roger Maris. All right, well, then you don't hate the Yankees. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he said that to me, and I, he's like, I just hate any team from New York. I hate any team. Heard that. <laughs> so that was his answer he also didn't drive any he only drives american cars too so you know he's that guy <laughs> no, no worker but he's just you know, sour about the 2009 world series i am very sour about the 2009 <laughs> world series because you have ryan howard up at the plate and he just takes strike three you know and it's uh it just kills me like he couldn't even swing the bat swing uh, you the want bat. to talk about world series heartbreak so what about the fucking texas rangers when they literally had the world series won twice and lost twice the same game. What do I care about the Texas Rangers? Yeah, well, you're talking about this heartbreak <laughs> bullshit. You want to talk about yeah. real heartbreak? Nolan Ryan built that team from scratch. He had Josh Nolan Ryan built probably getting team, drunk huh? and dipping snuff the whole time. Just juicing homers, man. And then they got to the bottom of the ninth. They were up. And then, bam, oh, some dude from the Cardinals hits a, hits a single or something. Game goes extra innings. Texas is up again. Boom. Then the, the bottom of whatever, 11th or 12th inning. Cardinals score again, series over. Texas had it literally won twice and lost it. Arizona Diamondbacks, huh, Coach? <laughs> well, let me tell you the story of that game. I bet bother me steamer type that. of stuff. Drunk when you said it. What was a random Tuesday? No, it was it was game seven. It was yeah, game seven. <laughs> no, back then maybe. Yeah, back I'm just then. Kidding. Maybe. You know, it's funny. You know, the Phillies won it in two thousand eight. And it took two days to play that last game. 
because of the flood. <laughs> just, just always something, man. It's always yeah. something. But and then we're, what did Mike leave? I have the kickout crew. Uh, uh, I, I, what is he taking a shit? I'm here. Are you are you an Atlanta Braves fan? Me? No, I'm not, I don't like baseball. All right, great. Not my deal. Um, I like Atlanta though. I like. And the there's Braves. no teams in Alabama for sure. So do you refer? Trash pandas. No. Trash pandas. I got you. Hey, I'm Devin, I just want to commend you on a hard-hitting topic. Um, you know, uh, three for was it four for four? Soda. So congratulations on taking it to the next level, buddy. I am so so proud. Soda, yeah. birds, baseball. Yeah. All right, I got another one for everyone. Mm-hmm. I uh, almost double header. Double header. Oh, double header. This is a baseball love. <laughs> like what you did there. Devin's double header. Brad, you kind of brought up this uh, a little bit earlier because it's WWE's only faction right now. What are you guys' take on this Judgment Day team? I don't care. I, <laughs> I just I'm waiting on okay. the Great Balls of Fire uh, team. Uh, it's okay. I. I, I'm not excited. I'm not excited for Edge anymore. I'm not excited for uh, Damian Priest, and I'm—I mean, I, I'm just not excited about it. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm bored with Edge. I think Edge's promos are long and boring. And yes, I was a fan back in the day. I'm just over it, and I don't think it's going to make it. No, I don't. Wow. What about you guys? Yeah. Man? What about you, Mike? I agree. I agree. I'm—I'm I'm not big on it. I was big on Edge back in the day when he first came back. It was cool. Now they're just – he's on every week, so it's no big deal to me. <clears throat> Damien Priest I never really liked, don't care much about, you know. All they're doing is copying, doing the whole House of Black deal and WWE. That's all I see it. Like Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I don't care again. I just don't. On paper, um, it seemed like a very good thing to do. It really does if you think about the names on paper. Oh, I can get behind this. But I was just something with it, I guess, it just ain't clicking yet. Maybe they need – to do some heel ass shit to maybe get over, as they say, but the talent is there for sure. All those people are talented. I think they need somebody even fresher than that. Uh, that's what I think is so great about AEW and their factions. It's just so fresh. It's so exciting. I- I'd rather watch the Wingmen and JD Drake than the, than uh, than that than the uh, whatever it is Judgment Day, their pay per view from 2012. JD Drake <laughs> is very intimidating up close. Yeah. What do you you have any good JD Drake stories there, James? I got a couple, but I know Adam is busting at the seams on this topic. Adam, what you got on this? Oh, sorry, I was sleeping all the banter I don't give a shit about. <laughs> um, J.D. Drake or the whole... No, the... The, the, whole move, the, the Edge, whole, Judgment Day. General, Judgment Day in general. Or whatever pay-per-view they want to name it after. I would have gone with Great Balls of Fire. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for Rhea Ripley and for uh, Damian Priest because they have a chance to learn from one of the best as far as in-ring talents. But it's all about how they handle it from here because I, you hear you hear whispers of maybe Champa joining later on, which would be pretty cool. I would love that. But uh, they have to do it right. I mean, because like I said, I'm excited for Rhea Ripley and for Damian Priest because they get to learn from one of the best. True. But he does talk a lot and – it just feels like a wish version of um, AEW and what they're doing with Malachi Black. It's a very- well, I got a question real quick. If they do bring somebody else in there, how soon do, should they bring somebody else in? Do they do it now or do they wait a couple weeks and then bring somebody in? I think it just depends on um, how this is going and what the response is. 
If, if it's not responding, please, I rush it. Give me a Ripley a chance to show what she can do first. True. Okay. They have till SummerSlam. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. All right, James. Do you have um questions? Like, do people in the middle of send show, questions yeah. to our email? I got four questions, and I haven't checked Twitter ever. Remember, I retweeted that. Oh I, fuck! We didn't ask those questions, did we? If there was any more <laughs> extra questions after I retweeted, I sure as hell didn't look. We should get I them think, right I now. I think those were the only ones. But uh, yeah, I think those were the only ones. I checked just a little while ago, and they were. Like, I didn't even right, think good, about because the questions. I, didn't look. I don't even know why I retweeted it. I'm like, okay, great. I'm not even able to check it. So, right. <laughs> I wonder what's on the email too. And nothing, nothing. Oh, no, of him? no one DM'd us. No one emailed us. They all just did it in the uh, underneath. So we got like three money mics and then one Bryant. Is that pretty yeah, much? Money mics are hard, man. They're hard. Hey, so I why don't, don't you uh, make up a couple names? I have make up a couple names. What are the questions? Uh, do you want to do those now, or do you want to do it after we do the match? Because there are about the match. So. Are they about yeah, this about match? That. There's none about. No, no, the actually, NXT? they're not about this match. They're not about this match. They're about the match we already talked yeah. about. Maybe we should talk about no, it. No, there's one about. They said something about what's the difference between the two. Oh yeah, fuck money, Mike. What the hell, we man? Can either, we can either do it all at the end or do. He's lucky. We do it after this match. match. He's such a nice guy, but his questions are hard. I wrote up <laughs> yeah. something comparing the two, so. All right. I kind of solved that one. So you can ask me that one. If Jesus you want. Jones, man. Who the fuck is this dude? Who? Fucking Money Mike. Is, uh, <laughs> what are we, scholars? Like, my are God. We, are, we, are we leaving this shit in? Are we leaving this shit we in? We need to keep this shit in. It'll make the teaser preview show. What the fuck is Money Mike? What do you think? He just has a, you know, my, actually, you know what? On the Mike Yoda show, I have my question for Mike Yoda this week is would you think Money Mike actually, like he has these questions written out ahead of time. Do you think he gets any help? That's my question to Mike Yoda this week. Is it's so freaking annoying because I'm always following him. Oh, he don't get help. That's all him. That's all money, Mike. I like I mean, him though. He's such a nice want, Do y'all want to ask that Lars Sullivan? You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Who was also wrestling there at the time? I don't even understand the that, question. See, I don't even know the answer to that. What's the Lars? Would you say right, that? So we can add money. Right. Well, uh, and uh, thank you for submitting your questions. And one of our first questions comes from Brian Teremza, who has a Excited question to ask about Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan, question mark. If you could rebook this match, who would you put in his place? I think that's a very good question, which I did not know the active roster at the time, so I'm going to kick it to the guys because Lord knows they know. Uh, so if you could rebook this, uh, guys, uh, give a couple names out there. Give a shout-out. Well, let me ask you the question right off the bat. Why are we rebooking this without Lars Sullivan? I don't even understand the question. Because he shit his pants. <laughs> like, because he, because he did a porno, we have to rebook, we have to rebook him? By the way, I love that we all at least know how to say Brian Haremza. Every time he's on a, a freaking ad-free shows, .com, uh, it's like, how do we say his name? It's exactly how it's spelled. Haremza. It's easy. <laughs> what is the problem? Brad Stan, Devin Dowling, El Cori. <laughs> Thank you for that. Adam is the easiest. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i don't know uh i mean i guess we could can we do modern day would that be fine too yeah how about, okay. well, how about ron breaker <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you Anybody go else? no i wasn't watching it so i don't even know who's on the roster but i think Lars helped out in it i mean you need a couple big guys in there so i would have kept them in i got one what about the bruiserweight? I'd like to see Pete Dunn in that match. Yeah, he'd be excellent. Mm, there you go. 
Uh, who was What's in, in who was Insanity? Who was Insanity with um, Killian Dane? The Eric guy's... Young. Eric Young. How about him? Yeah, Eric Young would have been great. Oh, yeah. yeah been great. I, I'd agree with that. Eric Young would be my answer. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. <clears throat> Devin, were you watching? You were like 15 at the time, right? Yeah, I, uh, I think, honestly, <laughs> throwing in like a Roderick Strong or another person from the Undisputed Era. Could help so Adam Cole. He was tag champion back then. You want to talk about a guy stuck in NXT hell right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's just bitching at his freaking people all week. Doesn't even do anything. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, Roger Strong, he wasn't a part of Undisputed right here. I'm but he sorry. was still in NXT, wasn't he? He was still in NXT, but he wasn't a part of Undisputed Era yet. They hadn't recruited him yet. It was only Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly at the time. They didn't recruit him until after this. I got you. All right. About that. Well, hey, we do uh, we do have another question by Money Mike for Adam, and it kind of pertains to this. Yeah, uh, Adam, this is all you, brother. Dear Adam, <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> say that, though. Uh, question for Adam. As a former worker who emphasized high risk and top rope moves, how critical is it to ensure that all participants understand the proper positioning for high risk maneuvers? Man, no grammatical errors or nothing. Well, understanding them and them being in their proper position is is totally different because, you know, you're trained to to you know to base yourself and to catch them, but at the same time you don't know how far they're going to jump. You don't know how they're going to over rotate, under rotate. So you kind of have to just be just waiting because you remember when Undertaker did the dive and hit the cameraman, and that cameraman was actually Roman Reigns. And he's supposed to catch Undertaker, and he just totally missed him. And it just, you just can't, I mean, unless you've done it a lot, it's hard to really say as far as, it's just hard to, it's hard to catch people because you don't know if they're going to over-rotate, uh, go over your head, go under, because uh, one of my matches, it's um, one of the ones I've showed you guys, one of the dudes jumped over the top rope, and he kind of under-rotated, and he hit his back and everything on the, on the cement. So it's just you have to be ready. I mean, just and if you never, if you're not comfortable doing it, you don't need to be doing it. Bottom line. Yeah. And somebody my size shouldn't be catching Laura Sullivan or anybody bigger than me because that was. I'm not the one to be catching. I'm the one that needs to be caught. Right. So, I agree with that. <clears throat> Good. That was a great answer. Understanding there. Good job. Hey, actually, I just got a question from somebody, and this is for James. This is from um. Pop Elkoi. Oh, gee. He, he said, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if a guy jumps out of an airplane and it would win me a Oh, my God. Are you going to have? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> I know exactly. Shout what is all this about? Buddy. <laughs> no, no. I know exactly why he did that, too. That's my father. He's a fan of the show. Shout out. <laughs> He'll be at the weekend with me. He is pretty much, I am a spitting image of him. Like, he he's me times a thousand. You know, like, that dude is something up. Mike's met him. I know Rosie's met him. I, I met Adam's him. met him. That dude is something fucking else, for sure. I know exactly, yeah. Story time. There was a fun debate between me and my dad in that question when I was a child one time. And he got very animated about it. And I got a little... uh smart assy <laughs> with it needless <laughs> to say so yeah shout out to dad thank you for the question 
We appreciate all questions and comments. You can submit them on our Twitter page or you can email them to kickoutcrewpod at gmail.com or you can just DM Mike, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> We've got two more of his questions. You know, well, that, right? they're, they're kind of like all encompassing, though. I just wanted to we were concentrate on no. Lars shit in his pants match. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Adam Cole winning the uh, ladder match. But he does he does ask something pretty interesting here. Do you find you react or to watch a match differently the second time through when you already know the outcome? Well, of course, right? Of course, yeah. we already know the outcome. We're watching it for different reasons at this point. Yeah. So, I, yes, of course, we're going to watch nuances. it. Nuances. You're going for the nuances. Yes, we definitely watch it differently when we know there's an outcome. We're looking for different things. We're looking for the psychology. We're looking at the selling. We're looking at what they did right, what they did wrong. When we're watching it for the first time, yeah, we're doing that a little bit, but at the same time, we just want to know who wins. So that that is definitely the difference. And yes, there are differences between the psychology and um, uh, like traditional one-on-one contests and uh, definitely six-man matches, six-man in the ring matches. There's definitely differences there, Mike. So, well, and, and speaking, watch them, I had to watch them twice anyway. I look for as a fan perspective, and if I really like the match, I'll go back and see if I can, you know, like a learning experience. Mm-hmm. I'll try to break some of it down and see if I can catch little nuances that that I know to look for, I guess you say. Yeah. The first time you're looking, you know, you're catching what you can. The second time you kind of know what to concentrate on and look for. That being said, speaking of a great wrestling and technical match, uh, goes on to our next one. Uh, it is Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero from WrestleMania 20, which is a hell of a match. And I uh, can't wait to dive into this one with the guys. But uh, it is from... Uh, WrestleMania wrong, 20, like I said. Wrong. March, it wasn't a hell of a match. Stop right there. And we'll get there. Wrong. March 14th, 2004. Uh, it was held at MSG. That is Madison Square Garden. That is the Mecca, the most famous place on the planet in uh, New York, New York, obviously. <laughs> the attendance was 20,000 because it's MSG and their attendance is 20,000. The match length is 21 minutes and 32 seconds. Meltzer gave it four stars. And this is a WrestleMania, so the pay-per-view buys were 1.02 million. That is 1.02 million pay-per-view buys. I know now WWE is streaming. I get that AEW is not streaming, but hey, good luck having their pay-per-views even break a tenth of that, I guess. That being said, I'm going to kick it uh, to the guys. I know Adam's ready to talk about this one, so I'm going to shoot it to Adam first. Uh, Adam, what you got on this one? Well, the build-up is a... uh is actually pretty good because they actually started out as allies at the beginning of the year. And then, uh, let's see here. Yeah, they feuded with their nephew. Guerrero feuded with Chavo uh, in January. Uh, and then, uh, let's see here, what's that? January 29th edition of SmackDown, Eddie Guerrero was eliminated angle in the 15-man Royal Rumble-style match, which kind of started the rivalry between the two guys. Um, let's see here. They did a... No Way Out pay-per-view, Kurt Angle defeated the Big Show and John Cena in a triple threat match. Was that No Way Out or, or the pay-per-view before that? Or do y'all happen to know? Any idea? I can't remember. Leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, he beat, he, he won, uh, Angle won the triple threat match, uh, which gave him the shot at WrestleMania. The same event where Eddie Guerrero actually beat Brock Lesnar for the championship. So, um, February 19th edition of SmackDown Angle. He was a special guest referee um, between Eddie Guerrero and the Cruiserweight champ Chavo. Eddie was about to close close in on the victory when Angle stopped the three count and turned on Eddie Guerrero. Only, let's see, on the following weeks, 
on the following weeks in the, in, in the edition of SmackDown. I hate reading them. Sorry, I'm from Alabama. So, um, <laughs> uh. Guerrero was eager to get his revenge on Angle while looking for him, you know, backstage. But um, I think Paul Heyman got involved somehow. And uh, he actually had uh, Guerrero escorted out of the arena. So all that just builds up to the to the match here. And, of course, WrestleMania 20, Madison Square Garden, you know, it's our third. The, well, the third one had one, 10, and 20. Am I right? Where was 10 at? We're right here at Madison Square Garden. This will be the, the third WrestleMania, I believe, that Madison Square Garden has had. 10, 20. That's, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. And uh, they said that uh, it, it actually grossed like $2.4 million. And it was seen over 16 countries in all 48 states. It was actually televised in 90 countries. I'm sorry. The attendance of people was over from over 16 countries. So I read that states, wrong. huh? <laughs> Rumor has it there's 50, but that's, that's nice. They only included the 48. I guess Alaska and, and, and uh, Hawaii. Yeah, mainly, I guess it was Alaska, mainly. Hawaii, yeah. All the other countries are good, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny the way they phrase that. Yeah. Uh, I got to talk about something before this match even started. Did every, uh, there was like, I had, you know, I'm fast forwarding through this thing and I'm getting to a timestamp. Did everybody see Molly Holly get her head shaved right before this match? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By Victoria. Did, By that, Victoria. did that hit you in the feels like it did for me? Because it looked like she was, it looked legitimately like she was so upset and it was painful. And it was she really happening. It, it, really it drew blood right here on the side of her head. Oh my gosh, that was brutal. That brutal. That was like one of those disturbing moments for me. I, 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 and then I watched it three freaking times. I'm not sure why, but I kept. Why I'm like, oh my god, ah, ah. And here I'm bald, but yeah, it just looked like it really was painful for her, and I just had to throw that in there before we got started because that was. Ugh. Anyway, great. Um, so anyway, we know this. 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 Uh, it, obviously, there was a slow start here, uh, right, John? And in. Uh, <laughs> And it is a very. I started and then I woke up for the final bell. That's what happened. I dozed off and then ding, 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 and I went to. I woke up. That's how slow this match was. Technically, technically though, I mean, obviously these guys are two of the best. They they do everything right. The the suplexes, the uh, everything is right in this match. However, I have a half a page of notes, and the reason I have half a page of notes, I just didn't know what to say. Um, and then Josh earlier on the group chat with us says, "Well, that didn't do anything for me." And Adam went Adam. Uh, Adam went Adam on him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Josh, tell me what you didn't like about the match, and then I want to kick it back to Adam and tell me what you did like about the match. Well, I'm I'm all about <clears throat> I'm all about lockups and you know wrestling, but that's good for maybe the first 25 percent of the match. They carried that on all the way through. I think they could have done more sneaky stuff with Eddie. Maybe a little bit more dialogue, a little bit more gaga, you know, to make the story better. I mean, wrestling, yeah, it was great. But he was in the ankle lock two or three times and used the same flip move to get out of it. And then at the end, his foot was on the rope. You know, they didn't say much about that. But if you go back and look at the, uh, at the end, Eddie's foot was on the rope. So, but, you know, they didn't sell any of that. So, I mean, granted, it was a great technical match, but I, I didn't like it overall. Adam? Well, I guess it just depends on how you want to look at it because, I mean, if you're a fan of the of, of everything that's going on, you know, like maybe Devin likes more of the spot type stuff, 
as far as work rate, I look at it as work rate, work rate, and Angle wanting to prove that he's the superior wrestler here over uh, Eddie Guerrero, but Eddie Guerrero, move for move, and even some portions of the match even does better than Angle at some of the moves. Now, granted, there was four times he put him in ankle lock, and that was too much. I agree with that. There was too much ankle lock stuff. They could have cut maybe five minutes of the match off, and it would have been even better. But as far as technical-wise, work, you know, work-wise, I mean, it was a solid match. Hip toss, song drag, you know, um, submission holds, you know, just not necessarily rest spots, but just letting it, letting it register. You know, this is a wholly, a totally different style of match compared to back, you know, compared to now. Because this is 20, we're at almost, what, 39 is coming up. So we're talking about almost 20 years ago. Angle is just wanting to prove his superiority in the 80s, you know, matched him move for move, in my opinion. Um, well, that could the, have been five minutes shorter. Yeah, I agree. And too many ankle locks. Yeah. But as far as match, man on man, match on match, I think was one of the better ones that either one of them have had. Well, I went this week to prepare for the match. I visited Eddie's grave site, Eddie Guerrero's grave site. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona. I wanted to check it out, get my mind right for the show. And, he had a message. He said, tell the world that that Angle should have took the three count when I gave him the frog splash. That puto shouldn't have kicked out. <laughs> he said, my finisher should have carried me. I shouldn't have had to win with that bullshit. And I told him his spirit. I said, yeah, Eddie. That was a boring match, but, you, I mean, you were getting paid. He agreed. I got, a, I got an unpopular opinion. I uh -oh. think the, I think the ankle lock looks I, I don't I don't I don't think it looks like it's painful at all I, I think it looks like he's actually not even trying to put it in uh like he, it doesn't look like he's really holding like the ankle to a point where he's twisting it and making it look like it hurts it looks like he's just holding it and yelling uh what do you guys think of that uh a standing a standing ankle lock yeah I don't like it but when he drops down to his back and actually holds the leg and holds the ankle then starts turning it's more believable to me I agree with that. him just standing there, just holding him up. Mm -hmm. and Eddie's pretty much touching the mat with his other foot, standing with him. It's not believable to me. I love it when they drop to the ground on these uh, submission moves, and then it, then they really dig it in, and they, they tap out immediately. I think that uh, makes it look so much better. Uh, Devin, what did you think about the match overall? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I kind of think that it was a fun match, but it was also a slow match, like Kurt was saying. Um, they told a story, a great story. Kurt Angle was trying to get the ankle lock the entire match, and then in the end, he untied uh, Eddie untied his boot, and Kurt Angle wasn't able to get that ankle lock because of the boot, and Eddie was able to capitalize and get the submission or get the uh, quick schoolboy thing. But like, I uh, honestly, I like it now. When I was younger, I remember not being a fan of this match, but now I appreciate it being able to go back and watch the like the technique of the two wrestlers. Mike, I uh, want to ask you something, though, too, because you, you think a lot like me, and I want to see if you answer the question the same way, and I am really going to put you right. on the spot here, buddy, really put you on the spot. Here you go. What match would you compare this to to WrestleMania uh, this year? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. What about Edge and uh, – what about Edge? AJ, Edge, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, that, was, that was what I thought, too, but I wanted you to say it. You didn't. 
Yeah, I can see that one going. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of that one right off, man. I was trying to think of all the matches that happened. No, we knew it was there. It's real easy for me. Yeah. Maybe Edge from – maybe Edge before retirement, probably. I, I thought Edge – well, it was Edge and I, I, I guess also you could say maybe even um, Seth Rollins and Cody. There we go. That's what I was looking at. But that one, yeah, that one right there I'd say more because that was yeah, more of a match. A little match. bit more um, – but there's that Acting. surprise with the Cody thing that added to that match, making even though it was a technically great match, it was more about, oh, my God, Cody's here. You know, yeah. like this, right. in this case, it wasn't – I'll tell you what, Angle's eyes, when he is walking towards the ring, Angle looked like a – I thought he looked great. He looked like a badass. He, he's, he's, he, he physically um, – I, I like the red, white, and blue. Um, his junk looked great in the tights. Right, right, James? Oh, so you see, so you see a front bulge, I guess, <laughs> but not the, not the doo-doo bulge from the back. I'm not really looking at uh, – yeah. I'm not looking at what one of our friends, uh, shout out to Megan Nelson and her friends. Like, oh, the boop. I'm not looking at the boop, as uh, you would say. You know. Shout out to Giovanna uh, Angle. She said he has the Olympic cock. You know what I mean? Well, there you go. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, that was, thank God that made air, huh? Thank God. Um, James, I wanted to ask you, because uh, there's not a lot. There's, it is a perfect match, like, like technically. But the ending, the ending itself, what did you think of it? I I understand uh, – I'm with the ankle being, like, held way too high because there's a couple ankle locks where it was way high. So, of course, you figure something is going to revolve around that. I do want to agree with uh, the falling on the floor because it kind of gives you, like, four more spots if you think about it. You grab the ankle, stand it up, that's one spot. Then you fall down, that's two spots. Then you wrap your legs around his legs and twist, that's another spot. Like, that's three separate instances you can get a crowd reaction right there with one simple thing but right. obviously i get the untying of the shoe the pulling of the shoe and everything but it did seem i don't know it it seemed really quick and not a lot sunk in and then when it happened like the count just happened and it was done I and then the it. crowd kind of caught up to it after it i hated seemed, the ending i hated it and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you i know i'm cutting you off but i'm hated it i'm gonna tell you why i hate it it was a technically perfect yeah, match a technically perfect match and it ended with this freaking bullshit with ropes and his shorter being up the whole time it was freaking bullshit ending yeah. to a perfect match why would they do something like that especially with like, like i know i get it it's a work i understand but his shoulder was up we saw our shoulder up they're tied up in the ropes i don't care about the freaking shoelace thing i don't care that he cheated to win i don't care about that i care that his shoulder was up and i care that they were tied up in the ropes I, it just kills me that you go from this perfect match with perfect suplexes very little out of the ring stuff very little uh, outside interference, no outside interference. I mean, none to this, to this terrible and terrible, terrible ending. That's it. That's all I got. That's true. So, so if the ending was in the middle of the match, would it have made a difference? Like in the middle of the ring, would it have made a difference? It would have made a difference to me because your shoulders need to be down. Yeah. His shoulder wasn't down, and it was just well, and the, the whole flow of the finish is like boom, 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 and then like uh, one, two, three, done, and the crowd's like uh. Oh shit, anyone? Like it you think they like said take it home. They said take it home. Delay. You gotta take it home now. It's too long. They might have. Every the crowd doesn't give a shit. It's too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like Eddie Guerrero's reaction whenever he's unlacing his boot and he sees Kurt Angle from the outside. And Kurt Angle's like, oh, I'm about to get you. And Eddie's like, oh shit. He knew he's about to get jumped. And I guess that's what made it good to me was Eddie's like, oh God, he's about to come kill me. Then boom, I got one over on you. True. But if it would have yeah. been in the middle of the there, was, there, was one, there was one spot on here I noticed when um Kurt was hitting on Eddie right before he came fired up. 
but he hit him a couple of times and Eddie Turner looked at him and said, come on, motherfucker. And then he started coming back and get, and they, and you could hear him say it. And that's when he started firing back and coming back and getting hot. Oh yeah. Texas baby. Yeah. I see the left shoulder is up a little bit during the one and two count. I, you know, Kurt Angle loves this match. He may not love the ending, but he does love this match. He talks about this. He loves Eddie Guerrero. I love Eddie Guerrero. Of course you do. Oh, I like yeah. Latino Heat. Almost yeah, like a shirt uh, for the taping, but, you know, I'm too fat now. It doesn't, but I'd rather it, boo him. I'd but I got a Latino Heat one with flames and stuff. It's not a WWE shirt. It's really cool, though. I liked well, him in WCW a little better, though. Eddie's yeah. foot been in the rope just kind of just shows the steel type deal. He looks great. I know he isn't. Uh, what is? What year is this? Uh, 20. Oh, four. Oh, four. So he's going to die next year. He's going to die the next year. Oh, man. March 14th, 2004. Brad, geez, you didn't I'm know? Sorry. I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it was held at Madison Square Garden. Had a uh, attendance of 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> it did a buy rate of over 1 million 20,000. Oh, you see? One pay attention. <laughs> at least one of us is, huh? <laughs> I got a vote there. Hey-o. Um, but I, I like the whole lie cheat steal because he was in the ropes, but it was just showing him cheating. Is that okay with him lie cheating stealing as a baby face? Yeah, because that's him. Everybody, yeah, everybody enjoyed it. I'll, I'll, Depends I'll, on who I'll you do it to, I guess. I just want to hear what you said. I just want to hear what you said. I like it. Too. <laughs> I think I like it depends it on who you yeah, do it. Yeah, I steal. My dad. Yeah, even because if he is a baby face, he's doing it to heal. So he's getting he's getting over the heel with it. So. My dad walking in, my dad walking in on me watching wrestling. You know, we've talked about how he feels about it, but he walked in on me once and he said, You know, it doesn't matter who's good or bad, they're all cheating. Yeah, they are. Because <laughs> they are fair. I'll give you that one, Dad. That's a By fair the way, assessment. They, they listened to um, they listened to episode two, my mother and my father. And uh that prick. Yeah, thank God my dad has a good <laughs> sense of humor, right? Thank God my dad has a good sense of humor. He's a good guy. And you know, of course, I'm messing around with him. But my mom says to me, She goes, You're lucky it was your father. You're lucky it was your father because he laughed the whole time. Like, uh, when I called him a prick. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah she, hey, my dad you know, likes funny, I didn't even hear that. I didn't even hear it when you did it. I'm like, heard it back. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, right. I hope they don't ever listen. Oh, they listen. They listened and watched. My mom says I look great on you, by the way. So. Oh, thank that's you. Cute. Well, hell, it's your show, man. I guess we do need to, you know, broadcast more of Brad because, hell, his mom thinks he looks good. Everybody kisses his ass. I'm. I didn't. I thought you would need a donut for this episode. I really did. But come to find out, with everybody kissing their ass and puckering up those lips, that's a soft cushion to sit on. So maybe I'm not interested in. I do have a nice cushion here. If you guys are on YouTube, yeah, it's everybody's <laughs> lips from kissing that ass. <laughs> um, Devin, by the way, you do have a mullet. I do not have a mullet. That's mullet-ish at the very least. You're I mean, on your I, way I, to a nice mullet, son. Believe me, yeah. I'm professional. I see it all the time down here. You're definitely <laughs> right, eight, my friend. You're definitely believe me. Eight. I will You're about two steps out. away from a moment. So do the Mike's Beat Minute because I have a feeling the court wanted to be a good closer. Yeah, that works. So, All right. So damn. since uh, if y'all listen to what happened when this week, you heard about Conrad and the geese. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to smoke a goose. <laughs> so what you're going to need for this one, you need some olive oil. You get your seasoning, salt, pepper, Italian seasoning, maybe some uh, lemon pepper seasoning. Get some oranges, lemon, lime. Take the lemon, limes, all that. Slice them up. And uh, you get the olive oil, put it in a bowl. Put all your seasons in, in it. Mix it up real good. And put it all over the, ge- the goose. Geese. Goose. <laughs> put it all over the goose. And then with what you have left, put it in there with the oranges, lemon, lime. 
do all that good stuff. Take that lemon lime, stuff it in the um, inside the goose. Heard that. Put a stick of butter in there. You want, then you want to put a stick of butter in there with it. Tie those legs up and take some toothpicks mm. and close everything up so everything gets nice and fresh. It's nice and in there. You know, throw it on, cook it about 250 degrees until that breast meat gets to about 160, 165. Then you pull it off and let it rest for about 10 minutes. Oh, smoking. Smoking titties. Slow and low, baby. Smoking titties. That's it. That's Mike's meat, man. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds exciting. Sounds like a great time. Can't wait, uh, you know. That's hey, it is a live game. Minute, you know what I mean? It only Maybe took a minute. Introduce everybody, he introduced everybody, huh? It takes us five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because we always aggravate him when he's right, trying to read the ingredients. Well, I those, try to get that one better. Those are the Mike's meat minutes I like. Fuck those birds. Hey, Hey, I figured you'd like those too. Trying to do a bird for you. (laughs) Anyway, so good on the mics. Adam brings up a very exciting point. We did not introduce (laughs) nobody. (laughs) We're learning, guys. We're learning as we go here. All right. We're learning as we go. We brought this up last week. We didn't do shit about it this week. uh, I'll pass it around to everybody to do their like Twitters and bullshit at the end of the show, I guess. We're editing this part out. I'm still Brad. He's still Devin. He's still Brad. I'm your introductions at the Mike, end. I love it. Gosh, Coach yeah. Rosie, whatever you want to call Coach. That's I like how Coach we're Rosie. different. We do introductions at the end. That's how we're different. Exactly. We're, 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 we are we are working on this, guys. We're it's a uh, you know as we go. Hey, we're clipping this out. You're yeah, talking we clip this right shit. Uh, you can clip whatever you want out. I don't care. Oh yeah. I'll clip, clip it all. <laughs> are you are you ready to end it with the court case? Uh, all right. Thank you. Uh, you ready, Devin? We're good. We're good with the mic. Yeah, KOC. Let's do this. Well, Mike, that sounds exciting, uh, enthralling, and very um, magnifique. It sounds really uh, juicy. I like the uh, closing of the legs and uh, baking at 250, if you know what I'm saying. Slow and low, baby. Get that juices in there. But uh, that being said, I think uh, there was a little bit of a, there's something going on. And I think it needs to be discussed, validated, and, you know, uh, debated in what we like to call a kick-out court, you know, KOC. So this open debate, I believe Josh Rosenbaum takes the stand because he has some uh, grievances he would like to uh, express. So, Mr. Rosenbaum, whenever you are ready, please address the court. Yes, well, this is just a grand jury phase. We're going to try to get sentencing, and then we're going to continue this court case over the next couple of weeks with fan input. But I'd, I'd like to be able to present a couple details to you guys that will make you want to press charges for treason of the kickout crew. Here's detail number one. James Elcorai approached us all in mid-March about creating a podcast. So everybody had knowledge of what was coming. Well, it comes to about two weeks ago on the show that will be disclosed later. Devin said on the show that it's a, that that show was the best podcast going today. Hmm. I come to you and I would like to press charges for treason against Devin. And uh, the details and the judges will be revealed later. But we're going to be bringing in an impartial judge, and we're going to be using fan input. We're going to be putting some questions out there. Maybe you guys can 
help with that and maybe even clip the the audio for us because we will put that out there. It's uh, very important that we take care of this early in the process uh, because if not, it could it could spread and become a cancer. So that's what I present to the court. Uh, do as you must, you guys. Uh, but I'd like to see them tried in the coming weeks. It's so, funny, I got a juror summons. I got jury duty tomorrow, so it's funny you do this today. I heard you get paid seven bucks a day for that. So you're you're alleging that Devin quoted some other entity as being the best podcast ever, when in fact he is part of one. Is that your main? Uh, I just so just so the court and the fans are clear once again. This is a kickout court uh, case, and you can follow along and definitely email your uh, legality questions. Money Mike uh, probably be the only one at kickoutcrewpod <laughs> at gmail.com. I made Brian Haremza might. Uh, oh, yeah. Right by us. Brian did give a good question. You're a naughty boy, Gallagher. Naughty, naughty boy. I'll get RJ and John Hickson to put one in. RJ and John are good. Are these one. the alleged uh, indictments that you were uh, you know, throwing at Devin? Yes, because Treason. what I think. What I think is, and uh, this is just conjecture, and for the people who don't know what that means, that's just my opinion. Some but I, I think Devin is trying to use the kickout crew as a stepping stone <laughs> to, bigger, to bigger and better things. Wow. So I think he's playing both sides of the fence, and if there's a better offer, I mean, especially something from an ad-free show's opportunity, uh, they get a couple more views than we do. I think he'd pounce on it. So, so he's working someone on that's, a- Player yeah. option, you would say. Why can't you just be like me and do just do two podcasts and be happy? Oh, don't that? worry, Adam. That's the very first thing I thought of, and we will discuss that later on for sure. Adam, so, do I get a chance to defend myself? Treason, actually, no, because this is just a discovery phase. I'm just presenting the evidence. The case will continue next week. Wait. So we have to what episode? What do we have to listen to to hear what he says? You have to listen to every episode because this is going to be an ongoing case. Cases aren't decided in one day. No, you have but to gather teams. You have to gather part. evidence. There may be clips and sound bites that people do not want exposed. Now I have it in my phone. I do not know the specific episode. And I don't want to disclose that right now. But I did send it to the group chat. Okay, you guys all heard it, um, so that's easy to retain. So I will present that tomorrow morning uh, for the fans to listen to and make a decision themselves. You need a defense lawyer, Devin? Yeah, sure. Sure, if you're offering, Adam. <laughs> I got you. I think Efren's, yeah. on your, Efren's on your side too, pal. Efren might help oh, you. I got, I got over half Oh, AFS people that uh, pertain to other entities besides our own are all of a sudden chiming in in defense of a guy who is accused of treason. Can't wait to see how this uh, unfolds. <laughs> but I mean, we have one of our own who has not exposed treason yet is uh, engaged in multiple projects and entities, but he's all of a sudden coming to bat for the guy that is accused of treason. My I gotta goodness. teach him how to do it. I gotta teach him he's he gotta not... step sideways. You can't step over or step up, you gotta step sideways. It's, it's all it's all a dance, and I'll show you how to do it. My goodness. Well, the lure is set. Ladies and gentlemen, and I guess you'll have to tune in the future episodes to see exactly where this goes. And it's not going to go well for him. That's for damn sure. Sounds like the IRS and the FBI is already tapping into this. This is exciting <laughs> stuff at the Kickout Crew for sure. <laughs> that being said, you'll have to tune in to future episodes. And what future episodes? And where can you find us? My goodness, I'm glad you asked. Crew 
on Twitter. You can email uh, if you want if you want some scoops on this. That is 1-900-909-9900 for the hotline for exclusive updates on this trial. That's a joke. But you can email us at kickoutcrewpod at gmail.com for your comments, questions, and, hey, maybe even a suggestion. But I am a, I am James L. Cori. I am, uh, surprisingly, at James L. Cori on Twitter. You can follow not me Not the host. Not the host. Yeah, once again, I am not the host, just the ethnic man of the production. Uh... I guess that being the host, I'm going to kick it on down to Brad Stanton. Brad Stanton, <laughs> please let the people know where they can find you and how to follow you. All right, I am at Brad. Yes Man. Any day. I'll be at Yes Man Brad at Twitter, on Twitter. Now, listen, real quick, though. You can find us on all your podcast platforms and YouTube. And please give us five stars if you think we've earned it on Apple Podcasts. And a yeah. review would be nice as well. Five stars, as Mr. Matt Hardy would say. And we yeah. are a fan of the Matt Hardy podcast. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Justin Davis today from Ringside Rand and RJ, but mostly Justin today because his team, the Cincinnati Reds, pitched a no hitter and lost. Woo! That nice. is hard to do, my friend, Justin. Hard to and, do. And the he Suns are getting beat by 40. <laughs> anyway. And the Suns are getting beat by 40. <laughs> that is it for me i'll kick it over to mr devin oh hold on i do want to say something about rj uh, i'm glad you brought that up justin and rj are really good friends of ours they uh support everything we do jd really cool guy rj the man of a thousand voices or something uh, it's a shame that he chose that one to go with but hey good job you know he does a great job go ahead devin all right I am uh, Devin D19. You can find me on all Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. But I, I had a fun day today. This is fun two matches to cover. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to keep moving on with you guys. Nice. Give him your yeah. Venmo and your PayPal and your Cash App. That's <laughs> anyway, right. fun. Anyway, next you gotta week, pay pal. him. Next week, pal. What do you got, Mike? Uh, I'm Mike. For your Mike's Meat Minute, you can get me at <laughs> at Whitaker228. You got anything? You need anything? Just hit me up. Say one more time. I was talking during it. <laughs> your, your no, your uh, Twitter handle. Oh, at Whitaker1028. All right, Mr. Coach Rosie. Yep, just get a hold of me at Real Coach Rosie. Uh, I can help you with your mortgage needs. Help you with uh, your basketball needs and. You just need to get a smile put on your face. Hit me up. It's a beautiful time. It's summer. We got a lot. Sarcast was just uh, was just uh, introduced, and this uh, next coming week, I think there's going to be something that drops every single day. I know one thing. There's definitely going to be wrestling matches there. I wonder who is going to be wrestling. Hmm. That's a teaser. Stay tuned. Uh. Who's left? Adam? Adam. Adam. Bring it on home. Adam. Two pods. We saved the money, man, you know, for last. Look at this motherfucker. Hey, we appreciate the rise he's on. You know, at least he's not accused of treason, but he's defending treason. That being said, Adam, Mr. Two Pods, big time. Take it away, brother. I, I can't help you with mortgages, nothing like that. But anytime you want to chop up, you know, talk about some good wrestling, uh, the good times, the bad times, just chop up, you know, chop it up anytime. Just holler at me at. I believe it is Adam underscore from underscore Bama, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, just one more thing I just want to put out. And if 
And if uh, you don't leave this in, that's fine. You can cut it out. Leave but uh, over on Top Guy Theater, we're talking about Marathon Madness. And the only reason why I bring it up is because um, it's, for, it's for research for autism. So um, they're doing a, it's called a M3 for charity. It's a 24-hour WrestleMania marathon to raise money for the organization for autism awareness, for autism research. So, um, you know, just, if you can, donate um, two awesome shirts you can buy. But it's just mainly for the cause. That's the only reason why we put it out there because I believe it's a, a real good cause. And Phil Jackson's behind that, so y'all can give him a shout too. I definitely want to piggyback on that. Uh, it is a good cause. 24 hours straight, I believe. They're live streaming 24 uh, hours straight. Uh, we'll get you – What do you have the date uh, on hand? June Yeah, it's 4th? June 4th. starts at 7 a.m. I'll be coming in live from Seattle. All the Getting proceeds – ready to go on the cruise uh, ship. Buy shirts. All the proceeds go to a great cause. Yeah, to you know, definitely uh, autism research. That's something near and dear to everyone because, uh, honestly, a lot of people have autism. And a lot of people are on the spectrum, and it's a wide-ranging thing. And it's not something that you necessarily see all the time, but maybe somebody that you see that maybe looks normal to you might actually be suffering from something uh, like that. So it's obviously a good cause to donate to. Uh, Shout-out Frank, shout-out uh, Phil, and shout-out Talk About Theater. That's a really awesome thing that they're doing. And I would, I'm glad to support that and plug that on our shit for sure. Uh, awesome, real quick, guys. James, before we go off the air, do you know what matches we're talking about next week? I was actually about to ask that. Um, I know we are definitely talking about, um, so from WrestleMania, or no, not WrestleMania, from the latest WrestleMania backlash, we are going to talk about Omos versus um, Bobby Lashley. We are going to do a big man, uh, big man comparison. We're not going to, um, we're not going to argue it. We're not doing the John, John, relax. Okay. We're not stealing your show. I promise you. Pal. We're not John debating. Out. But we are gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna try to have a theme for the future episodes and we're gonna talk about big men. So it's gonna be Omos versus John Lashley for the first match. And honestly, God, I can't remember John Lashley. You said John. John. Did I say John? Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. John Lashley. Bobby, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm three drinks. That's his now. brother, like Elias. Like drink. Elias. <laughs> what was the second match there, uh, Mike? You were the one that threw it out there, didn't you? Uh, it was a Kevin Ass and a Giant match. I like it. I like it a lot. Wait, where is it from though? I have no idea. I'll look it up in that yeah. Twitter. So, uh, Starcade. <laughs> right. Well, guys, we'll put that out on Starcade. Yeah, something. There's a lot of caffeine before I watch this. James, take it home, buddy. Well, Your ladies show. and gentlemen, another exciting episode of uh, the Kickout Crew. I'm glad you were able to join us. I know we had fun. I hope you guys have fun. Obviously, watch us, listen to us, download us, leave a uh, fifth star reviews, do whatever you need to. But that being said, I guess I speak for everyone here when I say thank you so much for paying attention. Thank you for giving us a chance. We fucking love it. So uh, hope to see you around next time. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Hey, see you. Uh...